1: guys and gals, it's Heather with Hump Days with Heather on Talking Pools Podcast. Hope you're having an amazing day or night or evening or whatever time it is you're listening. So for this episode, I have Chris with me. Hey, hubby. Hello, wifey. That's right. That evil look he just gave me. <laughs> I want to talk about what have you done to help your business. There is so much that you can do. To help your business, are you a absent business owner that just runs from afar? Are you a business owner that is local where your business is, but you don't do nothing? Are you a hands-on business owner where you're doing everything and you're a single polar? Are you doing multiple hats for your business? Like, what do you do to help your business, right? And
2: we're not talking about marketing and, and stuff like that. We're talking about what have you personally done to help your business. So um, like purchased a new piece of machinery to help the guys in the field. That type of category is what we're talking about today. We're not talking about, oh, I just did an email blast to all 5,000 customers to. Get more business in. Yeah, everybody does that. Everybody does marketing for their business.
1: Oh, well, not really. Well,
2: I mean, to unless you you're all be word, marketing. Unless you're all word of mouth and stuff like that. But
1: no business should be all. Know, word we're of talking
2: mouth. about what have you personally done to help either yourself accomplish your goals during the day, or what have you done to help your guys accomplish your goals during the day? Um, have you done something to incentivize the people that work for you? Have you done something nice for your customers to retain them? That That's what we want to hear from you guys.
1: Right. So with piggybacking off of that, I think the biggest thing that happens in our industry is you don't set goals for yourself, right? A lot of people don't do beginning of the year Goal sets. They don't do milestones. And when you do these goal sets and milestones, don't make them too damn far fetched, right? Like, let's say you're at three hundred thousand for the year, and your goal, you're like, I want to increase my revenue by five to ten percent of the year. That's a good goal setting. But how are we going to do that? What's your steps to do that? What do you need to do to accomplish that goal setting step? Don't be like, okay, well, I'm at two hundred thousand for the year, and I want to gross all the way up to a million. That is not impossible, but it is very unlikely to grow from 200,000 to a million in a 12-month period of time if you're just starting in the business, if you don't have goal settings, if you don't do your milestone step-by-step, right? Unless you just sell, unless you're just getting into like building or remodeling or something.
2: Yeah, let's let's (laughs) keep it realistic. Um, Like let's say you're a first-year builder. You're going to... Your goal is to do five pools that first year. Right. You're at the end of the year, the beginning of the the new year coming up, you should have a goal of doubling that, if not a little bit more. So you should have a goal of doing, I want to do 10 pools the next year and then 15, 20, you know, just just have realistic goals and set your mind on stuff like that.
1: One thing that I always do on my business coaching with my clients is when we go over goal setting, like I send them a goal sheet and my goal sheet has capabilities for them to fill out 10 slots. I have some clients that only fill in two slots of the 10 slots and I have some clients that fill in the entire slots. The ones that fill in the entire slots because the goal sheet is for that month. It's not for the next three months, not for the next six months. It is per month because I know as a business owner, as a manager, as an operator, as an owner there's, it's not realistic for me to be able to set 10 goals unless they are small goals, right? Some of these goals that I have for my business owners are, you know, self-help. A lot of my business owners need self-help. They have to understand that you have to separate your mental health wellness from your personal health wellness, right? So like example, I'm just going to give a little personal Like right now, one of our employees is dealing with working 12 to 14 hours a day, because everything that's going on and then time management, right? So we are now setting a goal for him to help him understand how to better time management so he can get back to his normal working hours of nine to six, which is where he's supposed to be, or eight to six, you know, somewhere around the areas. I'm not like too picky. I'll let him do his his own thing. And he's got to have that balance right everybody needs that not only for your mental health for your health of your body for your health of your family you're going to get burned out you're going to get stressed so goals time management for that one mental health for that one
2: yeah i mean it's very important you you may not realize this if you're someone like me. heather that it don't bother me family time <laughs> helps you increase productivity so whenever you have that downtime, like when we first started our business, Heather would be at hmm. our computer by, she did not get up early. Hell no. She Other would be at the computer by 9.30, 10 o'clock. And she would work till 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the morning if I let her. And I finally, I, I let her mm-hmm. do that for the first few months but uh, I, I bitched about it. Yeah, I bitched uh, really, really hard because, you know, I'm a, I'm a little baby when it comes to personal family because I'm a very big family guy. But she saw her productivity go up and her business grow when she learned how to balance. <laughs> Having that freedom, being able to take a trip with her family, seeing what all her hard work was accomplishing, Whenever you're just work, 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 you only see the good part of the business and you see the struggles of the business. You don't ever actually get to see the benefits that having your own business is doing for you and your family. The whole reason that we want to have our own business is to be able to have stability, yes, and also in order to have that freedom, in order to better our lives. That's yeah. the whole reason that you start your own business. It's not because I can't work for someone else because I, I'm very good with other people. I've always been successful in all my jobs. I don't know Heather has always been successful working for, she was a service advisor that didn't know shit about cars. And <laughs> she was able to get like three or four different service advising jobs just because she's a good bullshitter. But,
1: Whatever, I know about No, I mean,
2: the, the, the whole thing is, is that the whole reason that we do this is to gain that freedom and stability. But if you don't put in the hours to get that, to better your business, then you're not going to get that freedom. You're going to have to work harder for that stability. So what have you done in order to get to that point of freedom?
1: Right. With that being said too, you also need to make sure that you find your why like all of my coaching sessions the first question one of the first questions that i ask is what is your why like why are you doing this if you don't know your why your business is not going to succeed because you can't you can't go into a position that you hate and if you're an employee listening to this why do you work for that employer What is your why? Like, are you stuck in that position? Are you able to grow in that position? Are you able to get pay raises? Are you able to expand? Are you able to open up a new department in that business? Are you are you just happy where you're at? Like, and if you're totally happy with what you're doing and what you're at, then great, good for you. Do you have that work-life balance, right? What is your why for doing your work? Because everybody's got to work unless you're you're a trust fund baby and you don't have to work, right? And you have a sugar daddy or a sugar mom that takes care of you. You gotta work to make a living. You gotta work to get things to you. So figure out your why. Figure out why you're doing certain things.
2: Yeah, this is a this is America. So I mean, this is the land of opportunity, not not to stereotype whatever or <laughs> whatever. So um yeah, if you're not happy in the position that you're in and the ownership of the company or your direct boss is not willing to give you ability to grow and be happy, there's always something around the corner. There's some place that would love to have your knowledge and your experience that will give you the opportunity to be happy.
1: Always ask though. I mean, one thing that I hate as an employer, one thing that I absolutely hate, like we have an open door policy, right? So this is part of what I've done for my business and it's, it's helped me understand my needs from my employees. So. One, I hired a a disc profiling coach when I first started learning about disc profiling, which was actually Chris's sister. And she's amazing at it. Like, she's done it all of her life. She's a hiring recruiting for high, high up companies, like multi-million dollar companies. Yep,
2: she is a headhunter. <laughs> and
1: she's damn good at what she does. And she helped me understand, you know, some of the things that I I teach my other people and I teach y'all on podcasts. podcast is... You have to understand that not everybody does the same, but you have to have this open line of communication with your employer and your employees and your work personnel, right? If you're not happy, the first thing that I always say is don't hide it from your work people. Go to your appropriate boss, go to your owner, whatever it may be, and if it's you, the damn owner, and it's not happy, then make a change. Like, you have that power, right? That's part of being an owner. And if you're an employee or you're a manager or whatever, or your whatever your role is, open communication, and then if you go to them like, hey, I need $2,000 more a year because X, Y, and Z, as an employer, the first thing that I'm going to ask you, what have you done to earn that extra money? Period. Because if you're if you're not stepping up, if you're not being a, pl- a team player, if you're always late for work, if you bitch if I have to ask you to take on A job and you're done early, but it's still within the working hours. You know what I mean? Are you helping? Are you increasing sales? Because remember, that extra two thousand dollars a year is not much monthly. That increases you. That helps you. That still is extra taxes on us. We need to make sure you're incentivized. You know what I mean? So as an employer, we have to understand, okay, to to get that extra two thousand dollars, what what are you bringing to the table, kind of thing. It's a it's a two way street, right? You have to bring something to the employer's table and the employer is compensating you with extra money. That's what you want and that's what you need to have a conversation. Or if you're not happy and you issues with dropping off your kids in the morning, hey, I need to come in from work, you know, at 8:30 instead of eight because of my kids. Um, great. Like I that's why we open at 9 a.m. Because I'm a mom, my office staff is a mom. It was hard getting the kids up and ready and getting ready to situate, going through the morning routine of calling the clients, making sure the emails are through with the phones blowing up. So we made a decision because we had like five office people at that time and every single one of them were moms and they were dropping their kids off. So I had, we used to work, I used to make them get to work at 730 from 730 to six was our hours. That became too much of an issue. So then a lot of them are like, hey, I, you know, I just have to drop my kids off at school. I can't even be here until like 830, 9 o'clock. And so I was running from 730, which for me was fine because, you know, Chris would drop the kiddo off at work and, or not at work, but at school, make his ass work. Well,
2: that's his job. You yeah. know.
1: Um. So, and I, you know, once we figured out, okay, well, their husbands were not able to do that because of their work schedule, right? So one parent's got to bend. Well, we're a little bit more flexible in that because I'm the owner, right? And I can do that. So then we changed it to 8.30, and that was still kind of becoming an issue. And we were trying to rotate stuff. So then once I changed it to 9, that was that sweet spot. And then they were just working late. So at that time, we had from 9 to 6.30, and then we changed it from 9 to 6, and it's been, you know, great like that. And our phones actually shut off at 4, so 9 to 4 is where our phones are at. And then they spend the extra time going over the jobs, going over the management stuff, spending the extra time, because believe it or not, that extra hour and a half after the phone shut off, we get so much more done than constantly answering the phone. And that's why we do that. And then of course, if somebody calls at four and they're still there, we're going to call them back. Cause we, that's just my policy. Like if you're not super swamped and you see it's called call back, but the clients know that there's not an expectation. Yeah.
2: So that's one thing that Heather <laughs> and I did to help our business is we listened to our staff about, what you guys need. They needed to come in a little bit later and they needed time to do the work that was scheduled to them without having to stop that scheduled task and answer phones. Because we all know when you're right in the middle of doing something, that's when you get bombarded with a damn phone call. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that Heather and I did to help our business is to listen to our staff. And that was what they recommended. And that's what we implemented.
1: Now, I am telling you, I'm the world's worst about that. Like, I interrupt Cassandra 50 million fucking times a day. Like, Cassandra's like, Heather, you're fucking interrupting me so much. Just task me, task me, task me. And I'm like, I don't have time to task. You're like, I'm in the field. I'm driving. This is what I hired you for. Like, we message on teams. If you forget shit, write it down. Like, this is your job. And I have to learn as a business owner. I under, I should understand where she's coming from because she's running around doing a shit ton of stuff. Right. So I have to be like, okay, instead of coming out with a smart ass answer like that, it's like, okay, I've got to sit back and actually just start tasking her, which is what I require her to do. So why should I have double standards and
2: help her? <laughs> yeah. I, I worked on Heather for a long time on this. It's Fuck like you on that one <laughs> It's like, Heather, why are you going to tell them to do one thing? And you do just the opposite. I know
1: because I'm like, it's just my job. Anyways, we're gonna not talk about double standards today. That could be a good one. Anyways, um, so I'm like, okay, I have to realize that I've got to actually task her so she doesn't forget shit. And unless it's not that important, she forgets and then it's a reminder later, not a big deal. Um, so just make sure what you do for your business helps your business. It doesn't hinder it. Like, let's say you're not sure if it's time to hire. If your field staff is getting bombarded, if your office staff is getting bombarded, if you're getting bombarded, learn to delegate, learn to hire. If you, as the owner, don't have upbeat positivity, if you, as the owner, are always bitching at your employees, if you are an employee and you're always bitching at your employer, because that works both ways. Like, I've had employees from day one. Um, if you, you know, you had employers that were constantly bitching at the employer. It, it works both ways. I, I tell them, I'm like, hey, this is not the right environment for that. We can have a civil conversation. If you want to talk about something, then I'll be more than happy to talk with you about it because we have an open door policy. But you're not going to come in hot on day one and bitch because you don't like the job. Just tell me, hey, thanks for the opportunity. This is not the position for me. Because as we all know, not everybody is cut out to do pool cleaning. Not everybody is cut out to do pool repairs, you know, lifting those 100-pound buckets a shock and 50-pound buckets a shock, right? So as an employee, make sure you have that open-door policy. And as an employer, the same. It goes both ways.
2: Yeah, make sure that you're the type of person that's receptive to hearing yeah. other people's changes. Because
1: I definitely was not. I will tell you, for the first probably six years of my business, I didn't want to hear anybody else's opinion. I didn't give a shit. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about da 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 right it was it was a struggle well not at the beginning with you and i so much you and i did well at the beginning it was once i started getting into it and i started implementing all the tech side versus your paper yep. hubby loves paper and i'm all the tech like yeah, I can't I'm, stand I'm 47
2: papers. years old so i grew up at a different time i did not do computers at school so
1: i'm 37 <laughs> you know we, we have a 10 year difference between us did y'all know that That should be a quiz. Rudy, that should be a quiz. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: let's start the quiz.
1: (laughs) Another thing that you can do to help your business is build business credit. I talked a lot about business credit on another episode of mine way, way in the past Go back and listen to that episode. I kind of give you step-by-step exactly what to do, how to build business credit, what to do, because you want to keep your financial business separate from your personal credit, right? Your DTI needs to stay loan. If you're trying to buy a house, if you need to go get a loan to cover accounts receivable for whatever reason, then you need to be able to do that without compromising your personal credit. Start building business credit. I tell this everybody. Like, every one of my business Businesses, I've got business credit. You go to Nav and pay to have a trade line report to your business. It's like 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, whatever it is. I don't even know anymore. My shit's just auto drafted. So start building business credit. Another thing that you can do to help your business, in my opinion, is to start understanding the struggles of you with your employees. What I mean by that is. If you see an employee is struggling personally with day-to-day tasks, while you may have that open-door policy, but not everybody's gonna come to you, be aware of their actions, their body language, their surroundings. Like if an employee has ADHD and you see that their whole demeanor has changed, ask them, hey, did you change medicines? Is there something going on at home? You know, whatever it may be. Or if you know that they're struggling with Kids, Yeah, but
2: but make sure you have that relationship with that employee before you start trying to pry into their personal stuff, because that can be intrusive if, if you're not on that level. That's why Heather and I, from day one, have made sure it was an open door policy. We talk to people about personal stuff all the time. Um, we've gotten past the point because when we first started, our employees were also our friends. We've gotten past that because that we've seen that bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. But, um, and some, yeah, just just make sure that you have that relationship before you start crying. And hey, what the fuck's wrong with your medicine or something, dude? You're all <laughs> fucking messing shit up right now. Yeah. No, um, make sure you have that relationship because it, can put you in a real bind if, like, let's say you're a, a far away pool or business owner and you say something to the wrong person that's in charge of your business in another state. What are you going to do in order to, if that guy decides to walk away because you asked him about his medicine and you didn't have that relationship?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just medicine. That's just you know, example. It can be medicine. It can be how they're feeling the day. It can be how their month is going. Is there something going on with their kids? If you know they got kids, you know, I mean, lives with different people just affect people. So just go about it nonchalantly, so to say.
2: Yeah, I think it's funny that
1: door for them.
2: The biggest thing was with Cassandra and our old GM Ken. Oh God! When Heather would come in and she was just like bitchy for a week and she was just. Total, total douche shit.
1: I wasn't PMSing.
2: Um, Cassandra and Kim would both be like, Heather, you just need to go get fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we can tell you haven't had sex in a while. You just need to go get fucked. <laughs> and, and we just had that relationship.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, that was... I mean, we're all adults, right? So that was so nice. When they know you that well, I mean, that wasn't always the case, obviously. But, of course, who doesn't?
2: I I think it was. Who doesn't like that?
1: Yeah. But it was, it's just nice to have that relationship with your employees to be able to open up be like, hey, this is what's bothering me this week. Like, Cassandra knows so much about what bothers me, what doesn't bother me, and I do the same for her. And, you know, Steven and Louise and Greg, you know, all of our people, we have that relationship with everybody to be able to be like, okay, this is what's going on with us. This is what's not. Um. So just keep that in mind. All right. So another thing that you can do outside of a communication, building your business to help your business is going to be scheduling. And well, and also, I, we already talked about the, um, what the hell you call it, um, your mindset, right? Making sure you're, you're healthy for yourself and your mindset to getting that for you. Because like, I lost 110 pounds, right? Give or take. And it's funny kind of going through the videos of all my podcasting from when I first started to, to now, like just seeing that transition on video, because I don't, I don't, I don't look at myself like that, right? So I don't see that transition. But for me, that was huge, because I wasn't able to, to physically do well, I was, because it didn't really stop me that much, being able to do my field work, I think the biggest thing for me was just bending over, handing you shit. That sucked for me. That really sucked because I couldn't yeah. breathe.
2: Or just walking through a yard, breaking your ankle.
1: Oh my god! I yeah, did she that. did
2: this like three times. Three walking through a damn yard falling, not paying attention to what she's doing, falls in a hole and breaks her damn ankle.
1: So I broke it twice and once I fractured. So I...
2: So what have you done to help your business? Oh, I broke my ankle.
1: wasn't intentional. I was running because I was late. So I was trying to make my next appointment because I hate being late. Like everybody knows me. I hate fucking being late. I am always 15 to 30 minutes early. I don't give a shit. Like there's no excuse for being late in my book. And... I was running to go to this job and I wasn't paying attention where I was running and it's in grass. I'm not thinking nothing. I fucking fell and broke. I broke it bad. Like, that was really bad. I called hubby. I'm like, I am in trouble. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I broke my ankle. I can't walk on it. It's swelling like a balloon. I to take my shoe off. My pants roll them up. He almost had to come drive me because I broke my right ankle because that's my driving foot, right? And... I call my next client. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be 30 minutes late. I had an emergency come up. You know, I'll be there, but I'm 30 minutes late. I fucking drove to my next appointment and I went to my next appointment with my ankle, ankle broken. And this goddamn pool was a, a tiered pool going into a negative edge that had three tiers, high stairs. I mean, it was, I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't do your estimate. I just broke my ankle on the last one. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I, I have your estimate. I didn't want to move you. You're my last estimate of the day. He's like, Heather, go get your shit taken care of and just call me to reschedule. He's like, you li- you should have just told me you broke your ankle and go to the doctor. I'm like, I'm fine. I have a high pain tolerance. So for me, it it's fine. I was, I was limping around. I was able to kind of semi do it, but the stairs for me were kind of out. Um, you feel that? I do. I do. But why sure. are you pinching that, me? Because
2: you have a high pain tolerance. I do. But Remember? what the
1: shit? I'm going to punch you in your face. Anyways. So, I mean, that's... You should do that for your business as well. Kind of go above and beyond. But obviously, if you have an emergency situation like that, I'm not saying to do what I did. Because not everybody can do that. Well, I think that's kind of it. I think that's my three little tidbits for the day. You know, taking care of your employees. Employees taking care of your employers. Self-help, making sure you understand that, listen, follow the directions.
2: Yeah. I mean, just literally ask yourself that question. What have I done to help my business? And Business credit, too. Yeah. yeah I, that. I mean, take a step away from the computer every once in a while to actually see what's going on around you.
1: Or... Take a step away from your field work to go to the computer to see what's going on with your P&L and your numbers, because every one of y'all should be knowing your numbers. And a lot of you don't. A lot of you don't. And if you're not seeing that your business is healthy and making a profit, you need to make adjustments, right? Big, big deal. Yeah.
2: I mean, the three things that you should know right off the bat is how much money do I owe? How much money do I have? And how much money do I have coming in? Those are three big things. All
1: right, guys and gals. Until next week, I will talk to you soon. Bye.